Hey, everyone. Your designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedril Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. And we have tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today. So let's get started. Today is episode 210, Why You Should Rearrange Furniture. And the show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 210. Hmm. Are you a furniture rearranger? I I often will say, oh, I'm getting really tired of this room and I'd like a little bit of a change or I think there's a better way to do something. And then, you know, Bobby comes home and I say, Bobby, can you help me move this big bureau or buffet or something like that? And he gives me that raised eyebrow look like, well, if I, and here's a stock line, if I help you rearrange it, then it has to stay there. And then my, yeah, and my stock line is, well, I don't know if I can live with it. And he knows if I can't live with it, he probably can't live with me. You know? Yeah. Uh Uh, Yeah. I think that's just wasted breath, Bobby. Just do it. (laughs) And he does. Well, you know, it's interesting. I do move things around, but I have, but I don't change. I don't, I'm trying to think how to say this. I have a certain place that chairs go in a particular room. Now I might switch one chair from one room to another, but it always kind of goes in the same spot because I did spend a lot of time before we moved in figuring out the best placement of the sofa, the best placement of uh, different things in most rooms of the house. And I kind of have stuck with that, but yeah, I mean, a lot of times I buy one chair and I put it in one room, but the chair in room A goes to B and the room that was in B goes to C, you know, and it's kind of, I call it, you know, musical chairs and then mm-hmm. you get something new in, in every room of the house. It's kind of fun. No, I'm into moving. I have moved like positions of sofas and I mean, in every single room I can think of in the life of our house, every single wow. big ticket thing, except probably the buffet in the dining room, not the one, not the buffet bar that's in the family room. That just needs to be there. But yeah, I used to have two sofas. They were totally in different spots than my one sofa is now in the living room. Uh, I had a different area that I, I put my sofa in in the family room and we just totally redid our bedroom. And I am so non-feng shui. And I know you're going to talk about this a little bit, Kelly, but... Because I think that when you open the door, you should be able to see your bed. You can't see our bed. You open the door and it's behind the door. But our, oh. our, our the layout of our bedroom is sort of funky anyway because it has – we have a sitting room off of it. But – but it was so funny. Like my kids would, when they come home for the weekend, they usually come home late at night, put the babies down and then they'll come into our bedroom. Cause it's, you know, they, they live in DC. So they don't start out till like eight o'clock at night because of traffic to get home. And so we're probably already in bed and they'll, they open the door and they didn't know where we are. Like, what? Where are you? <laughs> because we're behind the door. But you know, all four of my kids have said, Oh, we really like it this way. Which is surprising because Bob kept saying, Yvonne, this is not the best wall for it. Let's put it over the non-feng shui wall. And I was saying, Bob, this is just not right. You should always look upon your bed. And I said, okay, we'll try it. But if I don't like it, you'll have to rearrange everything back how it was. And bless his heart, he he did it and he was he moved everything and he was right. Hmm. 
So I had the bed where it was between two windows at one time and it looked too heavy. So I'm always, not always, but in a year, I've probably rearranged a couple of rooms in my house. Well, hey, look, it's the easiest cost-free way to give your whole home a new look or at least a room in your home, a whole new Mm -hmm. look. Try it, you know, even if you did spend a lot of time thinking about it initially, maybe it's been sitting there for 10 years, shake it up, move it around. If you don't like it, just ask Bobby to move it back. It's not <laughs> and, a problem. And now They'll they have it. they have these great big cast like coasters for the bottom. Have you ever yeah. used those? They are I so I haven't be I'll just put like a dish towel under, but the oh. coasters are probably a good way to do it. Well, because they have a little lip, like the the leg of something yeah. won't come out. And I've yeah, moved the chairs dish rack like no problem. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't slide out. Yeah. I've um I can do that like no problem at all. But sometimes if you have like an area rug, you have to lift it up over. Then it becomes a you know, it's not a one yeah. person deal. Right. No, I think it's a great idea. I do it often and you know, I'm still getting truly settled in my house. You know, there are pieces coming in and some things had to be in certain places because another room was being renovated. So we are still in that mode where I'm kind of finding the best places. I mean, I do agree with Anita that I did, and I'm sure Yvonne did too, you give it a lot of thought initially as to where something's going to go. But hey, you know, Thoughts change, life changes, uh, you know, your decor changes, your your family changes, somebody comes and goes from college or a, a new baby's born or something like that. So new things, uh, new arrangements may help and you may not need to buy new things then. Maybe you just take something from another room that's not really doing anything or functioning well and bring it into another room. Don't maybe be afraid take, to change it up. Maybe you just take something out of the room and you don't put anything back. <gasps> I yes. know it's radical. Well, it we is. talked about over decorating in our last episode, so that's probably very good advice, Anita. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, other things are uh, other reasons are pretty you know, valid for just moving things around. How about sun damage on some of your fabrics? You know, if you can, if you have a living room where you can move your sofa around and it's been in front of the window for a while, maybe you want to move it away if, if you're concerned that it might be uh, fading or or chairs may be fading. You move them around a little, give them a little break from the sun, you know, put them in the shade for a little while, move them to the other side of the room. And even if you just move things around occasionally, it's great for cleaning. Like you really, you know, I'm a little clean, uh, clean phobic or into cleaning. Yeah. Noticed. I like to have very clean baseboards, <laughs> even if I can't see them, you know, pull mm-hmm. it away and try it while it's out, try in a different spot. And while it's out, you know, get back there and clean that baseboard and vacuum it up and wipe it down. And that's right. And even if you end up putting it back in the same spot, you're going to feel better mm-hmm. about it. I know I do. I just <laughs> I think there's just such a a big psychological boost you can get from rearranging some furniture. And I'll go back to the bedroom. It was like we were sleeping in a new room. It just looks so nice. Yeah. You know, I wanted to keep it really pretty because it just was so it, – it, it was just like a breath of fresh air. I think you're right. It's mm-hmm. amazing how just changing something up in the room makes it feel so fresh and uh, often – it doesn't require buying anything. Just moving things around gives a room a fresh feel. And I'm especially really, if it's something big like a you know a chair, or a something. bed. Um, I'm really <laughs> trying to think if what is there a piece of furniture I haven't moved, and there is. 
my dining room table and my, <laughs> no, <cement>. truly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I've always had a table in that same spot. Just oh, I wonder what she's going to be doing this afternoon. <laughs> um, and, um, no, seriously. And I think my, my, um, breakfast area. I've not moved that table because it's well, under a Yeah, I mean, dining space is obviously I'm, either, I'm, I'm, you, the I table see, needs to be in the center. So I, I so, mean, And I think it. there might be a bed. We have five bedrooms and five baths. Nobody needs five bathrooms, believe me. And But we have a room, we call it the guest suite, and it has its own bathroom. And there's really only one good wall for a bed, and that's all that's ever been there. But I'm seriously trying to think of other things. And I think every I've moved everything at least once. And we will link to these in the show notes, but if you do not have a pair of a set of sliders, furniture sliders, you need these things. They are revolutionary. No one, anytime I'm moving furniture and I say, hey, can anyone help me? It's like before I finish the sentence, the room clears. So (laughs) no one's ever around to help me move anything, but that's okay. I have my secret weapon, the sliders. You can get one kind for a carpet. If you carpet flooring, you use one type of slider that's plastic on the bottom. If you have hardwoods, then there's some that have felt on the bottom. Right. So just, you got to get a set of these. They come in like a set of four or eight or whatever. We'll put them um, in the show notes. But these are very important when you're moving furniture around. They are important. You are so right about that. Except if you have to go from hardwood to, um, like a like carpet, a, like yeah, but even like a like almost like a big throw rug. Um, there, that's a little harder for me, and that's where I need. Yeah, I kind of have help. a set on the yeah on the one mm-hmm. kind of floor, and mm-hmm. then the other set kind of move them. Oh, I've spent many an hour doing this. So. Or if you're in a pinch. You use the dish towels like Kelly does. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Because mm-hmm. don't you also use them to do a dance and clean your floor with you? <laughs> Which if you move the thing around a lot, you actually can clean your floor at the same time. And, and, and while you're and dancing, you, turn on some Right. Music. And then you're getting an arm workout because you're pushing a cement table back and forth the cursor room. No, I'll <laughs> never move that. I should on, never say never in this house. On right? Edith and... Uh, yeah, Emmett and Edith should yeah, have little socks Thank on. you. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, not to get all, you know, California and woohoo on you, but <laughs> picking up on something you said before about just like somehow, why do you feel better? You know, what is it about it? Well, I read this article when we were getting ready for this episode. And while it was about moving your furniture, it was on a site that's more about mental health and therapies. And I just, you know, was Googling about moving your furniture and this came up and I thought, well, this is going to be interesting. Let me see how this correlates. Well, they say that movement-based creativity makes people feel better. So when you think about it, moving moving your your furniture and your your mind Mm -hmm. is thinking creatively, how are you going to use this in this other spot? So, and you're moving and the physicality of the moving uh, and the fact that you're being creative with that movement really ends up making you feel better. They did some sort of focus group and they had these people move stuff around in in these rooms and they well, they markedly <laughs> felt better. Were like they whatever they rooms put rooms or ugly rooms? That's what I, I, I don't know. What it kind must of room be all was. interior designers. It certainly was not my husband. That's no, but like you're not going to better. Our husbands feels, were like, get you me know out what? of here. He wouldn't do it if unless it made him feel better. And maybe it makes him feel better because he knows he makes you happy. And that's mm-hmm. really why Bobby is mm-hmm. here, right? Oh. It just feels like it's come on. 
Um, but, but I agree with that because when I move something around, it gets my creative juices flowing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're doing it. And it's yeah. like, you're taking control of it and you're moving it. And so, you know, on some sort of like whoo, level, you know, some mental level that you don't even really know is gone. Because most people are not, so you think of uh, movement-based creativity. Like most people are not going to just spontaneously break into an interpretive dance like in the middle of the day. But you could in the middle of the day just be like, heck, I'm going to move that sofa across the room and you're going to feel the same way. That's what well, this article is so, saying. And and I think it's true. Why don't we have a listener challenge? Like, Don't, don't do it if you're in the car or anything. In the next couple of days, we want you to move um, at least one item around in your house and then write to us and tell us how you feel. We're just going to do a very, yes, loose, very loose, yeah, <laughs> loose study <laughs> on how idea. you feel. Well, now I will say I have read recently, not about the moving thing, but, but just 20 minutes or 30 minutes of a creative activity reduces your stress hormones. So it's interesting that you've added the movement thing. Yeah, that's what they, it was all about movement-based creativity. Mm-hmm. And I can absolutely right? see that from like an interior design perspective because, yes, the minute I move something, I have tons more ideas come to me about what yeah. to do. You know, much to maybe the chagrin of Bobby. It's maybe a stressful thing for him. But it's really good for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he's – see, that's the difference maybe. Maybe he's not um, participating in the creative part of it. So for him, it's just schlepping the, the sofa. And, you so know, no to be honest with you, Bobby doesn't have to live in pretty. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Well, and I remember when we were first married, we had this thing, uh, speaking of high tolerance for something, we would take turns doing the dishes. I, maybe it was like one week was Kevin's week and one week was my week. Uh-huh. And I noticed on his week, he would wait till the end of the week to <laughs> do the dishes. <laughs> I don't think that's the way you envisioned that going down. No, no. And so I, I didn't catch that. What did he wait till? He would wait till the end of the week to do his dishes. Oh. His- <laughs> Let them pile up. I am not kidding. So, and of course, then sure you get always- too tired of it and do them yourself. So uh, yeah. I, well, I'm sure that was the plan. I think the plan was I'm going to, I'm going to break her. She is not, oh. you know, I am not going, I'm not going to do I'm breaking this wild pony. <laughs> oh, oh sure that was the my thought goodness. Was, if I don't do them. Let's see if Anita will step in and do them. And I was, you know, we were both pretty, you know, butt in the heads when we were first uh-huh. married. And I'm like, I am not doing those dishes if it's not my week. I don't right. care how much they pile up. That's so, so I'm like funny. walking over piles of dishes, ignoring them, walking past them. So somebody came to our house and I had forgotten it was Kevin's <laughs> oh, week. Kevin's week. No one can come over during Kevin's week. <laughs> I know. It was, it was a big st- that is so I'm sorry, cute. I can't even talk. So there was a big stack of dirty oh dishes. My. And one of our friends was very much a very strict, neat nick kind of person. Mm-hmm. And she looked at them and said, Are those dirty dishes? Oh my gosh. <laughs> to oh which I had to goodness. say, Yes, they are. So anyway. Oh well, so goodness. how did the story end? He finally broke me. Oh, <laughs> I finally started doing it. I'm so disappointed. Well, in our in our house, I cook and Bobby cleans up. So 
Yeah, I would be that way too, Nita. This is such a talking about breaking you. Like my my uh, husband, I think on our 14th anniversary or something, my mother said, oh, you've come such a long way since you've married Yvonne. And, and <laughs> he said- you lucky man. She'll, no, she'll bend me, but she'll never break me. That's exactly what he said uh-huh. back to my mother. So that's what I'm thinking of. Cause he just has like, he's very much like Kevin. He could let things pile up, but you know, that's a that's no, no in our house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. So another reason <laughs> you should rearrange your furniture is sometimes when we first put furniture in a room, you push it all against all the walls. So your furniture is kind of like hostage. They're all up against the wall. It doesn't have to be like that. You know, you can, even if the rearranged maybe is just you know, pull the sofa out. It could just be there with some space. Or maybe you put in a very slim console table behind it or something like that. Then you could put a lamp on it. So think about not just moving from room to room, but just moving it, you know, a little bit here, put it on an angle, just shake it up a little bit. There are some times when you just absolutely can't do that. But whenever I can, I I like to have a piece of furniture that is not like being held up. Like, yeah, this is a hold up. Everybody put your hands up against the wall. Um, Exactly. Yeah. I like to have a piece of furniture that's like floating. And I think it just brings a lot of interest into the room. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that when I'm thinking, I'm thinking about like really doing hard labor, like really moving things. Yeah. Hardcore moving. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to even be hardcore moving. And Mm -hmm. here's another thing to consider. You know, TVs have changed over the years in a short period of time. When you really think about it, when they first came out and there were those giant boxes with those giant tubes and all that stuff. And then, and then we segued into the giant uh, flat screens And then they really weren't that flat, but then they got really flat, but they were still really big. And now there's a lot of people in the world that don't even have a TV, have made that conscious choice. And there's a lot of people that have those big TVs, but maybe don't watch TV that way anymore. The way that we consume television has changed so much. Where where you watch it, how you watch it, what you subscribe to, whether it's uh, you know Amazon or Netflix or all of that, you can watch those on iPads, you can watch them on laptops. You're much more portable. So what if you have this TV that ten years ago or eight years ago you now designed your room around, but it's just this big black square or rectangle that no (laughs) one even uses anymore. The black hole. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. If you're not using it. Rethink it. it. Mm-hmm. Maybe get rid of it. Put or it in- certainly don't have to doesn't have to dictate the way you set up your room. That's that is such a, a an important that's an important concept because if it just doesn't get used, it takes up so much space. Right. And so much there, like, visual yeah, well, decorative space. Right. Maybe you know, we'll have people it. over to watch the Super Bowl around it. But maybe every other night you're watching, you know, Victoria or something on your laptop or your iPad, you know, cozied up in your bed or on your comfortable chair. Maybe you're not even turning that big monstrosity on. If you are, great. And if your family's enjoying it and that's time well spent together, terrific. Or if you like to binge watch something on the big screen, Go for it. Enjoy it. I'm not saying don't do it. But I think that there's a lot of people now because we have so many different options for consuming that kind of viewing that, you know, maybe you're not using that. And it's really being, your TV is not the boss of you. 
you, you should be the you boss. You say of it. it again. That's yeah. you are. Yeah, right. don't boss me, TV. Exactly. I'll do mm-hmm. decorate and put my sofa right in front of you. Somebody mentioned a little feng shui, feng shui before. I think Yvonne mentioned it. I, I'm not so into that. I I know just a little bit about probably enough about it to hurt myself, but you know, not any I would never say that I apply any strict feng shui rules. I don't even know any strict feng shui rules, but just the sense of decorating. It's the whole thing about that concept is that you're creating an environment that has the best energy to support what's going on in that room, right? So if you think about that with respect to how you're going to arrange or rearrange your furniture, I think that's just a good general place to to start where you can consider, well, what needs to go on in this room? What is the function here? And are the pieces that I have in here supporting that? You know, as I mentioned with the television, if your pieces are your sofa, your chairs, your coffee table, all supporting the fact that you love to have Friday night family movies and your TV is the central and these pieces are supporting that and so that can accommodate your friend, your family and their friends and all that kind of stuff, then that's great. But if what's going on in that room doesn't support what goes on there, you like to bring a book in there and read and you're scrunched into a corner because, you know, the, the TV is paramount and the sectional is too big and your favorite chair is squashed in the corner, then that's not doing that. So, that, so then that's not feng shui or just in common terminology, that's just not comfortable for you and where mm-hmm. you're at in your life. So just don't feel like since something landed there, that's where it needs to stay. Take it, take the time to think about it, move it around, enjoy this movement-based creativity, knock yourself out and drag your stuff around with those uh, <laughs> little things that Anita told you to get. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to really be happier. And also, it doesn't necessarily, can we just even get maybe off of furniture and talk about, you know, lamps and mirrors and pictures and um, side tables and even smaller, just, you know, vignettes and baskets and different things. Think about the smaller things in your home, too, that um, would need maybe a little freshening up or maybe a better, you'd find a better place to put it, that it would become a a focal point and add to the beauty of your home. You know, I'm always, because you, of course, you know, my love for pillows. I'm always taking my downstairs pillows and thinking, oh, these would look really great on the bed for this season. And, or taking the ones from upstairs and going, well, you know, that would look great as a lumbar, you know, um, with my other pillows on my sofa. So even think about just not furniture, but other things that you could rearrange that would feel fresh to you, that would give you, um, uh, get your creativity flowing that you would go, Oh, this is a really great new look. And you wouldn't even have had to go shopping. Yeah. Yeah. It's the ultimate shop your house, really, right? It is the ultimate shop your house. You are so right about that. And, you know, we always say have a curated look, look like you've collected it on purpose over time for a special room. But that doesn't mean you can't grab that chair and think, well, I'll give you an example. Speaking of a chair, um, we had a chair that was, we we got online that it was going to go up in our gable room that I had just refinished. Um, this was about a year ago. We opened the box up, in, Bobby and I opened the box up in the foyer. And I thought, oh, wow, Bobby, this is, can't go upstairs. This looks so good in our living room. It was such a, it's, it's a um, stylized floral. It looks so different. But 
it really made the whole room come together in a, a way I would have never thought. So it wow, never made it upstairs. Yeah. Right. So don't, don't be afraid to, to, you know, try something new or see how that looks down in another room. And I think that's so important because then I thought, okay, now I've done that. And that, that's what also inspired me to layer my rugs because I thought, wow, that would really look that, that, rug that I had is just not quite big enough to pull this chair in, but it would look great if I layered a rug. So I got a big sisal rug for that. Totally changed the look of my living room. And I'm really happy with it now. Yeah. It kind of, the moving the furniture around reminds me of brainstorming. When you're brainstorming, you're going to come up with some bad ideas, but the whole idea is idea generation. And one bad idea might help you come up with a good idea. So I think some of this moving of furniture, it's probably likely if you do it a lot, you're going to end up with something that's bad, but hopefully it's going to create some great ideas while you're doing it. So, you know, not everything has to be a home run. And the good news is, It's all reversible. If you don't like what you've done, just move things around. Well, I hope you've come away with some ideas on why you might want to move furniture around and you're inspired to try that in your house. Uh, So if if you were inspired to do that, then we've done our job. Uh, (laughs) Because remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.